G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. Ash, we're another episode down, another week gone, and uh, we've had a fair few listens in the past episode, but we've both been pretty crook in the last couple of, well, me being in the last, like, five hours, and you being in the last... Uh, week, um, we thought we'll just power through this episode and get through it because there's a lot of content, a lot of things to get, talk about this week, as we always do. And we'll start off straight away with the NBL and Melbourne United looking pretty on top of the ladder. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they really are. And obviously, they got off to a bit of a slow start, but yeah, I think everything's starting to come together. Defense, offense, you know, David Over starting to starting to find a rhythm in the in the competition and and with his team. He's finding um, his feet in that system. Like he know now he knows where his shots he can take and what what he can dish up and what he can serve as well. And yeah, also, other... also what his what his teammates can and can't do and yeah, everything exactly. like that. It's all just yeah. Once again, like I said, it's all starting to click now as well. So um, yeah, I think we're just going to start seeing better and better performances from them. And obviously, being the reigning champs, it's it's a bit scary for the rest of the competition when they're trying to still catch Melbourne United. And the other team that was right on the heels last year in Perth, they're sitting second there. They're playing some unusual basketball, I have to say. Like, they're just up and down. It's like when they want to go, they go. And if they don't, they don't. (laughs) Obviously, with the WA borders, really would have put a dampening on some of their players. Yeah, they Um, get the home court advantage and stuff as well, which, which obviously would usually help. You also get... 
other teams traveling to you so you get that little bit of a reprieve and and them struggling rather than especially you struggling. Perth, so, yeah that four hour flight yeah, it's, exactly. a long one. it's the longest it's the longest trip around australia so you know for most teams like it it'd be tough flying in and flying out so it, it um tires them but where perth and those sort of, like perth teams um usually like with the afl aflw that they, they start getting good at traveling because yep. they're they're used to it every every game they have to travel that, that at least mm-hmm. three hours basically yep. so um yeah they, they just it just starts getting more and more dragging but now they're now they're sitting in the same spot it's probably a bit different for them yeah and i'm probably not used to it especially um some of their players are not used to just they just wake up and they go to play basketball pretty much but the other team that i thought were real ch- chances like i thought cans were pretty pretty right to win the get, get into the playoffs again or into the final series but injuries have just crueled their season and uh, Ash, uh, McCall's the one that's holding him together and just staying in touch with the four. But uh, I don't know how long they're going to last sitting at six at the moment. Like, the injuries are crueling him at the moment. It's Who's really, this? really sad. You, you were Cairns. speaking about Perth a second ago. Oh, well, Perth, Perth it was the other team. Um, like, with the travel and stuff like that. And Can- I thought Cairns would get to be around about the third. Yeah, well, yeah, we did say say them the other week, Cairns, that were you thought they were maybe a big chance, but yeah, they're sort of just yeah like they're hovering around that mid mid table, not really doing a lot, but also giving uh, giving the top teams, I mean, a challenge. Too much I of guess. a gap. But just a ch- just a challenge, just not really putting any pressure on them with the table or anything like that. Just giving yeah. them a bit of a challenge, I guess. But um, yeah, obviously the. Then also uh, the Frolings, the Frolings uh, both both had a had a sh- um, bit of a day out together. Uh, Are they against, brothers against or cousins? I actually don't know. I, I really. Don't uh, know I, I'm just one. gonna call them brothers. I'm pretty sure they don't weren't born in the same state, but we're just calling them brothers. <laughs> yeah, same name, count it. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> same name, same income. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they well Harry had 27 off the bench, and and off Sam bench, had yep. Sam had 18. Um, starting so had a yeah it's pretty good pretty good day for both of them with the in the I think eleven point win. Sorry, you do no. love your hu- you do love your hustle players, don't you, Ash? Yeah, yeah, no, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do love it. they're they're both hustle yeah. players, especially Sorry, um, Harry from the Body bench. Perth either. They're fucking Illawarra, aren't they? Illawarra, yeah, <laughs> Illawarra, yeah, Illawarra, yeah. 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 Sorry. Getting all, we're all confused. A we're having a having a real we're struggle to the start one. of this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> that's all right. At least we're in it together. But we're we're going to talk about um, Jack White. But I just want to tell you what he brings. Like for those who don't know, Jack White is a former Duke Duke Blue Devil, and he was the captain of the side when he played with Zion, Cam Reddish, and RJ Barrett. He was the captain, yep. and they all said. He's a defensive mentality. He's the def- heart of our defense. He works so bloody hard. He's so so hard on that defensive end. He'll give you the. He'll waste his body for that team, and we're seeing it from Melbourne United since he's been in to that team, like in- injected into that lineup. He has guarded the best player on the court. Like him and Sobi went at it like, um, on uh, Australia Day yes uh, yesterday. So. I'm I'm loving what Jack White brings to the to the table. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he gives you everything as well. Like he, he's 
he gives you offense. He gives you he gives you def- like big time defense. He gives you rebounds. Playmate. He play gives makes. you play some a play another playmaking option as well. So it gives Delavid over a chance to not have to do everything. It gives still Goulding a chance to move off ball and, and keep working on his shot rather than having to do some of that. So it, yep. it you know it creates a lot for the, for the team him being in the lineup and and you could tell they're playing so much better so much better basketball in the last two three weeks when he's come back into the lineup. He's come back. He just adds another dimension to their offense, to their defense, to their to their playmaking, to their rebounding, to their to their steals, their blocks, everything. He he makes that team so much better. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the next the next thing on the NBL, the team I love to hate. Brisbane. Brizzy. Oh, my lordy. Okay. This this week, they played, what, three games, and they have showed exactly what they produce. And it just makes come no, back, win. no sense. They've come back from 15 points down to win. Then they've yep. lost the exact same team by 24 points. And then they've come out two or three days later and challenged the top team and come within two <laughs> points. And they shot themselves in the foot. In that game, <laughs> what? what like on that earth last five seconds <laughs> happens in that team? What happens? Like, well, it's obviously I'll, I'll look at it as a coaching thing. I don't see that as a player thing. Your preparation, yeah, but for me yeah. that that looks more like a player thing because they're sometimes they show up. Sometimes it's like them getting prepared for like so when it, when they're versing a really good team, they always prepare themselves. They come out ready to try and challenge the the top tier teams and. We want to beat these guys. When it's a sort of a bottom or mid-table team, like Sydney is sitting eighth, and they've realistically they probably should have lost both of those games against Sydney by over twenty points, with how yeah, badly well, they played in the first half of the first game, and then once again how badly they played in the first half in the second game. They just couldn't do anything about it the second game. Yeah, I, I see it more as a a coat on. on I'll put the coach's hat on here a bit. I see it as just not planning and preparing and getting the stops that you need and having the personnel on the court. Like they had that game one against Melbourne United, put that and put it out. They had Daly on the floor with Golding, Jack White, and they had three bigs on the court. I'm like, well, who's guarding? Who's guarding Jack White? Who's guarding Golding? Like they, the, per, I think the rotations, the schemes, um, it. it I'm not saying it's a coach's fault. I'm just what I'm saying is like you just got to be better. And if they show that when they do do the right things properly and correctly, they are good for it. But if they are lazy with it, they fall away. And like obviously they didn't learn from the Sydney because they were down by 15 and then um, to Sydney and they came back and won. And then Sydney made their adjustments and they didn't plan for those adjustments and. Look what happened. Yeah, it's like they just thought, yeah, maybe they just thought it was just going to happen the same again. So, in we, saying that, Sydney did come out hot that that second game. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they came out hot heat. in the first game, but they just let Brisbane back into it. But you know, the second game, I, I don't know. I I, would, I I just put it all down to Brisbane. The first game, both games, they come out horribly in the first half. It's just the first game they just managed to peg it back slowly and and get on top. The second yep. game, they just like they couldn't do anything. At Sydney were just all over them. They like they didn't even look like Sydney were trying in the second game. That's how that badly they like beat them. Yeah, that's not good. Um, uh, I, well, I'm a bit lost for words on that one. If you if you're playing pr- 
really against really good defense and you're not really trying like if you're not trying that's pretty sad isn't it yeah or yeah it was just a, it was just a genuine beatdown but um one thing for um i think uh, i think he's from sydney jalen adams yep yep he's um uh yep yeah he's he's come out playing some very good basketball since he's been since he's back from injury and he's um yep. yeah he's looking like a real pickup for them as well and and hopefully yeah maybe he can pick Sydney up and and obviously they're they're sitting pretty low on the table probably not where they want to be and but they're yeah he's he's probably a bit of a shining light for them right now and and giving them a chance. Yeah, well I'll just look at um, that top four race. I think Melbourne and Perth are pretty locked in so for that top two, but that th- third to seven really is wide open. Like you've got South East Melbourne Hawks Brizzy. And you're saying Kings. Kings are still knocking on that door in Cairns. But the other team I think are knocking on the door is 36ers. I'm really liking how yeah. they play. Um, they just... Some, they're not their worst enemies. Like, when they've lost, they've played against a team that's just come out red hot, blazing. And um, they can't couldn't put, pull it back. But when they're on, look what they did to Perth the other week. Um uh, big uh, the Bearstow, I, I didn't think he would have that sort of game, but he's consistently putting in fifteen and ten. So yeah, the last, the um, last few, especially the last few weeks, he's uh, he's been on fire with his shooting. He's, he's not missing many, especially if he gets an openish look. He's, he's knocking them down, and he's he's really making the other team have to pay attention to him, which is obviously opening the floor for the rest of the team too. But yeah, they I, I do agree with you. They're they're just a real. I, I think they're a consistent team. I think they've maybe had one to two. Um, below average games for them, but the rest of their yep. the rest of their games for I think they've just been competitive. They've if they if they've lost, they've been in the game. They've been competitive, or they've at least made the other team work for it. And then when they win, they they win well. So like they yep. they all work as a as a really good unit. I think. Uh, but yeah. Um, so. Oh. No, NBA NBL golf NBL golf mate. Like let's let's look at our scores on. I've had a shocker in the last two yeah, weeks. I had yeah, 74 last, last week, which isn't too bad. Last, last week two to before, three weeks. 14. Yeah, last two to three weeks, of, um, I've had a bit of a comeback, a bit of a resurgence, which I needed after, yeah. the, after the start of the season. But yeah, it's brought, so I'm sitting it back on 366. Close. Yeah, well, yeah I'm I've, got, I've got back within nine now, so I'm at 375. So it's yeah. done to, starting to get a lot closer. So a big zero for somebody, which I was very close this, this week. Uh, a big zero could could turn the tables big time on, oh, on somebody. Absolutely. Oh, I had one zero um, two weeks ago, but it, even if we were doing it, it, was the first zero of the of the week. So <laughs> I yeah, still would still, have had you'd my still score. Be up to about two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's jump straight into it. D- Dusty Hannah is probably one of the best names that you'll see in basketball. Anyway, um, I went with him for fifteen points. And yep. I'm going 36s by 13. I'm really believing in the 36s. Oh, okay. See, I think these two match up a bit better than, but a bit better than you think. And Tassie, I think they're both grinding teams. Uh, so I reckon it's just going to be a yep. bit of a grind for the game. It might get out to five, six, seven points, but I'm, I'm going to go Adelaide for th- by three points. Um, and I got Dusty yep. Hunters for 11. Um, I just, yeah, Ooh. for me, Dusty Hunters, he's not a big, big scorer. He's just a he'll he'll get you 10. He'll get you 10 to 15 in somewhere in there. And, um, yeah, I, I just got him for 11. Uh, yep. um, so, Cairns and Illawarra? 
Uh, and our player yep. is Majok Dang. And I've got Illawarra by six and Dang for eight points. So I got Dang for 15, but I went with Cairns by five. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think McCall I think would just... He's a, he's a team plays, energised. I don't know. I, I, I want Cairns to be... Yeah, um, well, I want Cairns to be prominent. I yeah. like Cairns. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a bit, big believer of Illawarra this season. The last couple of games, apart from the Adelaide game, they got on top of Adelaide. Uh, but, um, yeah, they're, they're, they had a couple of rough games before that uh, against Perth and um, United, I think it was. Um, and Yeah, so they, they played the two top teams. They got, they got beaten by roughly 10 by both of them as well. Uh, but just yeah, couldn't yeah. couldn't get their shots going, uh, and then got it going against Adelaide, beat them by eleven. So um, I think I think they're they're going to keep going along nicely. So I reckon yeah, I reckon they're going to get um, Cairns. It'll still be a close-ish game, but I reckon they'll get them by six. Yep. Uh, uh, Brisbane versus uh, South East. Oh, sorry, go. Oh, dang. you're going to laugh at me. Oh, yep. sorry. Uh, you said fifteen. No, no, no I had Dang for fifteen. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you're going to laugh at me for the southeast Brizzy. I went with that Brizzy by five. Yeah, and, so... And uh, I think Key will have only seven. I, I love Salt for Brizzy. I think he's just a good centre. And uh, I think he might shut down and he might be the pivotal moment in that team. Yeah, well, um, just on, on this game. So, um, Chi, last uh, last um, game southeast played, had no yeah. points in the whole first half. Couldn't get his shot off. Magne blocked him badly, I think, two times. Um, and then couldn't yep. couldn't do anything to turn it around. And then second half come out, I think he had I think he had like eighteen points or something like that in the end. So he had a he had a big second half and end up being He play- can put he can put points on the board, yeah, can't he? Well he ended up he ended up play, being player of the player of the match and I don't think he did anything for the first half, so he must have had a, <laughs> he must have had a pretty good second half. Um, and then um, so what was your tip? With, so my so my tip uh, for this game is southeast by five, um, and G yep. for twelve points. Uh, but yep. I don't. I'm not going to laugh at your pick. One, we know what Brisbane's been like this whole season, coming up against the good teams. <laughs> but two, if you look at their recent results, Brisbane versus southeast in the last five games, Brisbane's won four of them. Pardon? So. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Brisbane have won the last four matchups against Southeast. No, not the last four. They've won. They've won four out of five. So they've won the last three oh. matchups. But the one before that, they lost, uh, and then the one before that, they won. And that's in the last five matches oh. against each other. Well, I didn't even put like I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I think Brisbane just. But the one thing that is. A negative for Brisbane. This will be their fourth game in a week. So, how the body holds up? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. But, yeah, but you see, in the NBA, a basketball game doesn't take a whole lot out of you, really. Um, so you, you can back it up. They're going to have a couple of days rest as well. But um, it, sometimes, sometimes more games is actually better because you you keep your rhythm, you keep your shooting style going on. If you, yep, find, I if, agree. You find, if you find your shot, you keep it going. Like sometimes you get on a hot streak and, and it keeps on rolling on. Uh, but Adelaide versus Melbourne, uh, and our player yeah, is, so is, our man, is your man Jack, Jack White. White. Yeah, so I got him for ten, and I went with United by three. I think it'll be more of a like you said, they're grinding, um, 
the, the, the bottom three teams are more grinding so, sort of side. So I went, the, went with a close one because how how locked down defensively Melbourne is. Yeah, so I think I think I've just added four points onto everything here of your, what you've done because I've gone Melbourne <laughs> Melbourne by seven, and Jack White for his extra four points will get me get him in, get, get us a seven point win. So <laughs> so yeah, I've got yep. United by seven and White for fourteen. Um, then we got Sydney versus Perth. And our player yep. is Dijan Vasilovic, um, who's, who's yep. been uh, been shooting quite well. So uh, per- yeah, I got Perth by twelve against Sydney, and Vasilovic for thirteen points. <laughs> Vasilovic for fifteen and Perth by eleven. Oh, there you go, pretty close. <laughs> very close. Yeah, very close. I think I don't think we're yet to nail both of them together, like get nah. the same thing. So which, which is, is pretty surprising. good. Like yeah. And then we got New Zealand um, versus Taz. uh, Tazzy. Yep. Yeah, and Hugo Besson. Yeah. The Frenchman. <laughs> I've gone with Besson for 11 and uh, New Zealand by 7. I think this might be the Wetzel game where he just explodes. I honest, I'm, I'm a big fan of Wetzel and what he's doing at the moment. Yeah, so I'll, uh, Tazzy are due for a win, I think. New Zealand are probably, again, due for a loss. So I'm going to go Tazzy by 3. And Basson for I fifteen. Think, I think New Zealand's lost a lot. I think New Zealand's lost a bit, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're, they they're due again. They, they won two last week, so they're they're due again for another loss. So. <laughs> You're so harsh. <laughs> no, Tazzy haven't had a win for a while. They're they've been they've been consistent throughout the year. They I think they're due for a consistently win. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still consistent. Consistency, consi- consistency is consistency, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so true, so true. Yep. All right, All right, we'll have a quick break and um, we'll uh, jump back into it. Too easy. NBA, Ash, like uh, that's slowly coming around. Like we're seeing the true contenders show and true teams that really are what what they're doing. We still have no idea what Ben Simmons is doing in the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, can we but see, the one thing can we that's see him really play or what? <laughs> Nah, he, I reckon he won't play at all this year. Do you reckon the only uh, way I, I he gets think... traded and and maybe moved on and, and actually something happens is if he actually comes back and plays for Philly? Do you think do you think mm. maybe that's the only only way anything gets done by maybe the trade or maybe not the trade deadline, but maybe for next season? I think I think he might have to play before anything happens. Well, if anything is to go about James Harden wanting out of Brooklyn um, at the end of the season, they have to move Ben Simmons because I know Philly really, really, really wants James Harden. Yeah. So he might have to get moved soon, rather or sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, or are they or, he, or are they going to hold out for the possibility of James Harden? Because I also seen a trade rumor for Sacramento. Uh, for Darren Fox, Buddy Heald, and Harrison Barnes, for Ben Simmons for and Tobias Harris. Fireball. Nah, just them two. Yeah. No, 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 Fireball, just them two. Uh, I wouldn't even do it if I was Sacramento. Like, what are you getting in return? A good good point guard, but a really ordinary like scorer that's really pricey. Like, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I honestly, uh, if, I, if I was any team, like... 
a lot of teams are worried about Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons just doesn't want to play for Philly. Like he'll play for anyone else but Philly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think but, so um, as well. I think what Philly's done to him, like Pete, it, it's obvious that it, Philly and them have a really bad relationship, and it's just broken and it's gone. But um, if you're any team that wants Ben Simmons, you have to take Tobias Harris and um, or get another third team or fourth team involved. But the merry-go-round of trades that need to happen, does it start with Ben Simmons? Does it start with De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald? Does a Westbrook or a Lillard trade or Jamari Grant? All these players, Jeremy, could they mate. all be in Jeremy, one... you mean? Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry. I said his brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, all their, like all those trades that happen, do they all happen at once or... what? What if, does it take from one to yeah, the domino effect? I think it's going to be that again. It's the same as every trade period, really. You just got to have one big one go, and then everything starts all falling into place. Like it could be uh, Sabonis or Miles Turner, or it could just be a small, a tiny trade that it might be like a two pick trade or something like that, and then all of a sudden just opens up everything. Like it, you never. If seventy sixes, if seventy sixes just bit the bullet and took CJ McCollum and um, uh, Larry Nance Jr. for Ben Simmons at the start of the year, I think it was. Well, I honestly reckon we'll be talking about a top three contending sides because you're not wasting Embiid. McCollum can play as a two, the second best player on the team, and Larry Nance is a great six-man that comes off the bench. Like, Yeah, well, um, you, yeah, well obviously uh, that means... They're sure just wasting there. Embiid. Yeah. Well, I mean, the numbers he's been putting up, that was the, one of the things I was going to talk about, and... Uh, I, from what I'm hearing as well, Embiid has just gone, stuff it, whatever. You guys are almost throwing away the season. I'm going to get myself an MVP. And he's, he's as hard as it is to say, he's playing like it right now. And he's, his last eight, like two months, or sorry, last month, has just been unbelievable, the numbers and, and he, the stuff that he's putting up. Like, he's, he's putting up Shaq numbers. And he's... He is playing ridiculously well right now, and and well, I'll, it helps I'll, that he's I'll even. I will even admit that, and that's that's saying something. So, I mean, he like he is doing everything for that team, and, and he's carrying him, and he's he's still keeping him in contention and stuff. So, if if Philly they go all right, and Bede's playing like this, he's healthy right now. If he can stay healthy, we are genuine championship contenders. If we just put some pieces with him. Yeah, that's what I think they need to do. They have thirty-five million dollars with that Simmons trade. Just take some, like, um, take role players because that's all you need. You don't need a star player. Like we see with teams at the moment that have too many star players that just don't work. So why risk that and just have players that go, yeah, I know my role. I'm going to play it and let Embiid do the work. He's good. He could, he could have a playoff performance like what Giannis had last year, but. They, they get so star-eyed, these GMs, with, oh, i got this player and this player. Well, go. who cares about what player you have? Because when was the last good super team that won a ch- championship? Like, you look at Bucks when they won. They had Giannis, but they had Middleton and Drew Holiday, who a lot of people thought they weren't that good. Yeah. They had their question marks. And then Lakers had only AD and LeBron. Like, I say that yeah. only. Like, they were the only real star-eyed players that they have. And the year before that was um, Toronto. Yes, Kawhi Leonard, Siakam, Larry, and that. Yeah. You have to find players that play together. 
play yeah. within each yeah, other. Yeah, it's still got to still got to be a team. Like you still got to gel. You still got to all work together. And one one person I think would fit really well with Embiid is Jeremy Grant. I think he's probably their main target. They should be going after. They like he. Why do you say that? Well, he, I think I think they've already got a guard in Tyrese Maxey. I think he's already there. I think if they. But he's can, a floor. His ceiling isn't that high. He's just a, he's just okay. going to be another George Hill. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. What I'm saying is he's still putting up ten to fifteen points. He's a, he's a decent defender. He still provides really well on on the on both ends. Um, as as a point guard, you add Jeremy Grant, you you fill that space in the in the in the forwards in the forwards role. You've still got yep. Embiid dominating down low. Jeremy Grant's not going to take any space from Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey, Jeremy Grant can help. Seth Curry's playing very well this season, so you've got three players there. If you still have Tobias Harris, he can still play that that four, um, and then you know. Or sorry, not yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like he's, they've still got players there. Even if they only unload Ben Simmons, and they still have to eat um, Tobias Harris um, deal and everything like that contract. Yeah, yeah, they that they can still make it work. And Jeremy see, Grant, I, he's, I don't, he's not a I don't major, he's not a massive thing, and they can pro- they can get more pieces from that as well. If that makes sense. Yep. Like well, so, the only upside that that you with how I see your conversation is Grant's played with Jokic, another center, another big center that is ball dominant and etc. And, he, and et he performed well. Yeah, he well, he got that big deal from Detroit. Yeah. But um, my whole thing is you, you can't have Harris and Grant because Grant's not, he's a, if we t- talk about a 2K um, ratings, he's about a 70, 75 from three. You want, you need an 80 to 85 to 90. And if you already got Harris and Grant, like you don't have consistent three point shooters, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I can't say in that Tobias Harris's mid range game. Grant yeah. is a, is a slasher, which like, clogs up space from Bede. So my thing is, why don't you get up a a spot up a spot up four man like a um, Sabonis who can play off the elbow, or even I like Kelly Olynyk. He's a great spot up. Um, three-point big man, or you're looking at um, uh, Homo, uh, I can't say his name, Heron Gomez, Gomez or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, or even um, a get Harrison Barnes is a great power forward role player that, at the moment, small forward, and go small ball. Have yeah. have a lot of wings, uh, 3 and D players, and have yeah. Embiid as the centre. Well, that, well, that's where... Get a try and find a Jay Crowder. That's Cray, where the Sacramento, the Sacramento deal isn't that bad for them. Like, it really isn't with... If you if you can unload Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, or even even if you only yep. unload Ben Simmons, to be honest, to get the deal done. And get Buddy Hield and, get, and, and, get and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Hield and Harrison Barnes. And, yeah, I, I reckon De'Aaron Fox still probably goes with that as well. Because um, you really don't need it. But even if... Um, say you you do De'Aaron Fox and either Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes yep. with, without Tobias Harris you keep Tobias Harris and you only have to and you only get two of them I think the steal the, the, the deal is still good for for probably both teams Sacramento need to change something if they can get rid if they unload De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes they need to blow up yeah if they unload two of them or, or three of them 
and they can then start building around Ben Simmons, who we know is a very good player. I just think, I just think Ben Simmons and Embiid just didn't work. So, See, I like this three-team trade idea, and you go Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hill to um, Philly. For Ben Simmons, and then Fox to Knicks for Kemba Walker and the first round pick. So then you absorb the Kemba Walker um, uh, contract, and you're taking the Ben Simmons contract, and you've already re- you get a rebuild with and you t- um, with uh, Simmons and Kemba. You take Kemba's contract. You can probably waive him, take the first round pick, then you start your um, your building up, and then you can also flip Harris to. Um, to Knicks and try and get Evan Fournier as another space uh, a shooter, yeah. another um, three and D sort of player, um, and a floor spacer, and let him be work. You're putting shooters around him. You got Harrison Barnes corner three. You got Buddy Hield, great three point percentage. Like MB goes to work, can't get the kick out, moves it out, and the the space for him is just too much. Like you can't guard that is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. So. Um, and then on the defensive end, you're not giving up anything. You've lost Harris, but you're gaining um, Barnes, um, and Buddy Barnes Hill. getting yeah. Buddy Hield, who's who's been a decent-ish, and Evan Fournier has been playing really, really well as the three and four player guarding. Yeah, so that's why getting I, all I don't know if Knicks would be happy to give him up to be honest, and and not get too much back. I mean, well, they're, they're getting Har- the Harris part of it back, and Fox, I think, will actually benefit Knicks because yeah. Fox can play that up-tempo, high-energy um, point guard that uh, Tom Thibodeau that loves. And yeah. Harris is that rangy defender like a Lou Luol Deng when he was black playing for Chicago that um, uh, that t- Tom Thibodeau loves. And also gives RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish some space and breathing room to let him do things. And uh, and it gives Randall some space as well yep. um, to not be, I need to do this and this and this because I got this max contract last yep. season. Like, yep. the, the pressure holds up. But that's my thought on 76ers becoming a contender because at the moment I've got a line crossed and I can't see him winning the chip. There's yeah. only, yep. I think three teams I honestly think will win... Oh, sorry, six teams, three from each conference that I can honestly say that can win it. So you and, reckon there's only three out of teams? Those, so you reckon there's only three teams out of both conferences that can actually win the championship? You don't absolutely. Reckon, you don't reckon there's any any other like liars that maybe aren't um, in sort of your top four of each either conference that can that can actually give a real shake up? So <laughs> we'll start with the East, right? So I think. The three teams that can win are Heat. Yep. And I've got the Bucks as the two tops. And then my third man, if he, like, mm, if they can, is Nets. If somehow they can get Harden, Durant, and Irving on the floor. But that's still that's still stretching it, I think. Um, yep. I'll be very surprised if it's not one of those three teams. So I've actually put a line through um, the Bulls, I think, yep. with their injuries. You... This is how I see it. You have to have a top ten you player. Don't think, you don't in think the Cleveland? And not, you don't think Cleveland is a challenger no. or a, a threat? They, they're a challenger, but can you honestly say that I, you can see Cleveland winning four games against? Bucks I can honestly in a say atmosphere? yes. Yes, the way they have With, played this well, season. Well, yeah, but that they played regular season. Players yeah, yeah. are different. Yeah. Players are whole. I, I know. I know. So, but and, the, the, and style, the Bucks have been there. Yeah, but the style, the style, and 
and the play and the players that they have that are playing that well, I can definitely see them. They've got they've got they've got that great mix, and their their, uh, their rookies are playing the, extremely well. The the personnel is great, but you got to have a year, and also with playoffs, you're not scouting a, a week schedule. You're scouting one team, so. Yep. And Evan Mobley is a great matchup for Giannis, but Giannis is at this point in the time where he does whatever he wants. Mobley is still learning his craft and his defense. Like this, it'll be a good learning curve for Cleveland. But if we're and if they versus the Heat, Heat's mentality of we're going to kick your ass and we'll probably beat you up as well might scare these young young players. And Jared Allen, I love his career. Kevin Love has had a resurgence in his career. But losing Rubio, Garland is carrying that side. Yeah, but, but Rondo, Rondo's going to come back as well, so they're going to have. Yeah, but he's always been injury prone. He's always going. Oh, I'm going to play four games yeah. and have a week, <laughs> have a week off. Yeah. So right now, with just going on the East, you've got the second and the third seed, no chance to win the championship, and you've got last year's, uh, last year's, um, uh, what's it called? The number one Eastern, seed. Nah, Eastern Conference um, runner up. In Atlanta, oh. so you got to play defense, mate. If you, no, okay, you if okay, you if you're scoring 130 saying, but leading up 130, I'm not saying they are. They're not even in the play-in contention right now, but you don't see them coming back to being a, a real contender or anything like that. The only way is if they get lucky on where they get seated, and then an injury happens. Like we're talking about monumental moments, like Kevin Durant's foot on the line with that three-point shot. Um, we're talking about Giannis having his alley oop dunk in that in Game Five in the in the finals. We're talking about like those moments. They need those moments, and I can't see where these moments. They have to catch the break of the moments. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So for me, on the Eastern Conference, it's Heat, Bucks, and Nets. Unless unless something drastic ha- happens, like if Giannis goes down, then you're going to say, well, they can't win it. And if um, Jimmy Butler goes down. I can't see him winning. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying with that? Yep. And on the West, so I've put a line through the Jazz. Ooh. I don't think they can win it now. I knew yep. you were going to say it. And here's my reasoning. No, no, I was I was very hesitant, and then I watched today's game against Phoenix, yeah, they and didn't this have, is why. They didn't have Rudy today. Completely different team. I Completely different team. I but, disagree. No. I actually thought they were better, but... There are moments in the games where if your best player in your team, in Donovan Mitchell, does not touch the ball in seven possessions, there's something wrong. Jordan Clarkson, get the ball off. Mate, You, yeah, you're the sixth man of the year, but Donovan Mitchell's your star player. You need a basket. It's not coming from you. It's coming from Donovan Mitchell. On the other end, their defense is okay, but Chris Paul carves them up. Like Conley is a good defender. I'm not saying he's not. Chris Paul has his way. He's so smart. Manipulates that defense the way he wants. Yeah, but that and Aiton was. I, I watched the game as well, and and I completely disagree with you. With Rudy Gobert in that team is a completely different defensive structure. Hassan Whiteside is a good defender. They'll put him in a pick and roll. They'll put him in a pick and roll, and Rudy Ga- Rudy Gobert will foul him. Rudy Gay will be a better defender no. for him. What I'm saying, oh, I, yeah. honestly, Chris Paul will manipulate Rudy Gobert. He'll be inefficient. Yep, but. The way they could have played defense today with... I know exactly what you're talking about because Chris Paul had... Especially in that last quarter, they just couldn't defend him because 
Hassan Whiteside didn't come out to Chris Paul. Conley, um, 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 Rudy Gay, and Bogdanovich were playing good yep. defense on the perimeter. But as soon as they stepped inside past the screens, Hassan Whiteside didn't step up and give them the help that they, they needed. So he just had free... Hassan Whiteside's only good for a block. He's not yeah, really he, a great defender. That, so. as, as I said, he's, an, he's a good defender, but he's, he's, not a, he's not a great defender. And Rudy Gobert, he comes out to that, and at least he puts pressure on that shot on the, on the corner of the key the, from, the, from the elbows that, that Chris Paul just loves. He loves that shot. So, yep. And with Rudy Gobert there, he doesn't take that shot because Rudy Gobert steps up or he gives he gives Conley or or Bogdanovich time to come drop down and get back to back on ball, where yep. that, they oh. just they just moved those perimeter defense, def, defenders off off pole with screen 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 until he got inside the key, and then boom, see you later. Couldn't couldn't stop. It I just think that Jazz are limited on what they can do, whereas. They have been um, in the past, but I think this season, I think they've got the, I think they've got the, um, the rotation cattle. system, yeah. um, correct with the de- defense. So and the Rudy only Gobert, way I see Rudy Gobert has improved his perimeter defense, or like when he gets dragged yeah. out of the key, immensely. So my, well, I was just about that. On the only way I can see Jazz winning the championship is if Rudy Gobert becomes a perimeter player. But also having a twenty-five and twelve game with Donovan having a thirty and six game, like that's the only way I can see them. And I mean consistently, not just a game, doing it for seven, uh, four series. Yeah, like not see, just not just their two normal. I know exactly what you're saying um, the from, other t- from the past as well. But I think they're they're a more rounded team, and they've got a lot of avenues to score now. Where last season Conley and that were coming in a bit injured, Bogdanovich was looking uh, beaten up. Uh, so it's kind of only on Rudy on the defensive end. I see even Rudy Gay coming in as well, playing playing a much bigger role. But Gobert, Gobert was pretty much the only defensive line down deep, and then if he got dragged up, they struggled. But we yep. and and uh, Donovan Mitchell was the only sort of real scoring option, where the other ones were just sort of um, a bit of help. But this season, it's more rounded all all around. And yeah, all those so guys, if they come I'm in just healthy, hoping. But yeah, I'm hoping that you're right because I do love the seeing the the mountain jazz uniform coming into play. But uh, I honestly, I can't see him winning the chip unless some things change. Yep. Now the other team I put a line through is the Mavs. Yep. So I think yeah, it's all good having Bronson, Luca, and Pazingas dominating, but they don't have a deep. They don't have. You've got to play defensive players. If you can't defend, yeah, that's just all I'm going to say. The two teams I've got, um, oh, I've got three teams. I've got Suns and Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them winning a chip. Yep. Um, we all know why. I think Suns and Suns are the best team at the moment. The Suns are. It's yep. floating. They're floating between the Heat and Warriors and stuff like that. And the other third team is, and you can never count him out because he's he is the king. And I actually got the Lakers at, as the other third team because there'll be some way that LeBron James will call Adam Silver and be like somehow change the playoffs for me and make me get into the finals. Like, yeah. I can honestly see that. But I can now, see now something I'm, fishy happening. Now I'm, now, I'm, now I'm even more annoyed at you. For, these are some horrible picks. I, I can't believe, I cannot believe you've only got six genuine contenders right now. And you've also left Memphis there, There's out, only six every year. You've, there's, also, there's, you've also literally just never... left out Memphis. 
who you've been back in the last two weeks. I, I agree, but uh, Memphis, I'm trying to keep downplay. You told me to downplay yeah. Memphis. So, you know, yeah, Memphis. but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, think you've, you know, I think you've messed up a bit here. Cause, yeah, I, okay, so I've, I've got a couple of points that I've been watching the NBA pretty closely as well. and um, So, for me, okay, I'm not saying these are genuine contenders, right? Okay, I've got, I've got, yep, yep. I've got three. No, sorry, I've got four things here, with with another one that's just a different thing. I'll I'll keep going on the Memphis quickly, but Memphis are definitely contenders. Okay, so I was just trying not to say them. Yeah, I think but, they're they're the third team, but, not Lakers. Okay, Jaron Jackson Jr. Just quickly, how he's got to be getting in contention to be talked about at least in Defensive Player of the Year. The you won't get it. The, no, okay. Oh, sorry, man. No, okay. I don't think he should win. I don't think he's going to win it. But holy Jesus, the amount of blocks that man has had in the last, I think, ten games, and he's just come off another six block game. He's like no one. No one is shooting over him. So, like, how? How? I don't know how he's not being talked about yet. Like, he's not even like even spoken about. Because you're a small market team. And Ja Morant is a spotlight because of the highlight package. So that's probably why. But my thing with uh, Triple J is that he isn't known as a on-ball defender. He's a great help defender. Yep. So that's probably where the um, lack of support comes for him. But I have to admit, Desmond Bain, most improved player of the year. Sure, yeah. you've got that in your notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's in. he's definitely got to be in contention. But... I think I think Miles Bridges from Charlotte's got it locked up. I think I don't think yeah. he's getting beaten at all, uh, unless unless you um, unless you have like a Jamarant or something like that get it because they've gone from. Well, he could of, definitely get it as yeah, well because of, because he's gone from a, a, a good player to all star caliber now. So um, top three or four point guards yeah, in the league. Yeah. So you can see him getting it as well, but I think Miles Bridges with. Um, yeah, I think he's he's one of he's oh, he carries the defense of, of Charlotte, and he's putting up. I think he's averaging around twenty to twenty five points per game as well. So he's um, yeah. he's going pretty well, uh, which leads me as well to my next point of Charlotte. Charlotte, when they have their team I together, I knew you'll pick. I knew you were going to bring this team up. Okay, oh, when when God. they have their team going and they're back from injury and they're healthy they are a genuine threat to teams like they they can beat anyone with the they're weapons they ponies. have they're they are ponies. they are but for playoffs is the biggest win. show of them all no. so no. Show, show ponies don't win unless you're the magic <laughs> no. uh, unless you're magic johnson with lakers showtime magic yeah like, okay. showtime lakers i i agree they are a bit of show ponies but but they they've got the makings of a of a very good team they've got like like I said, Miles Bridges is a great defender. Lamelo Ball is starting to get the is starting to get some defensive attributes. Gordon Hayward is a pretty good. When defender. you mean by some, do you mean like an under eight basketball defender? Or, yeah, yeah. Because he's got nothing, mate. He <laughs> no, like he's, is, he's starting. He's he starting can... to at least try on defense. On defense, he's trying. He's he's like yeah. He's like a James Harden where he's not a great defender. He's not a good defender even. But at least he he's starting to try and at least impact plays on the defensive end so rather than just oh, go past me. Miles will catch you on back there. But, you know, like, 
Elise is Elise is giving him something up there and trying to impact plays at least on de- on the defensive end. Um, yep. Then you've got yeah, like I said, you got then you got Lamelo Ball, Gordon Hayward on the offensive end. Then you've also got Miles um, Bridges who's putting up really good numbers on the offensive end. Uh, PJ Washington, PJ Washington, Kelly Oubre off the off the bench is playing some very good basketball uh, and putting up some very good numbers off the bench as well. So. They've got like they just put up a hundred, nearly one hundred and sixty points today or yesterday, uh, but that's that wasn't the only game that that I'm basing this off. There, when they actually have players healthy, they had a bit of a like they played they started off the season really well, then they got hit big time by COVID and had no players for about two or three weeks, and and they they lost their momentum, they they lost a lot of games in that period, and but now they're they're back up to. I think the seventh seed or something like that. So, like they're they're playing some good basketball again now, and like I said, let's just say the players genuine. Yeah, they're a genuine threat. I think to to. They could be an upset. They could be an upset of a win of a series and have the belief in the second round. But if they're at the sixth seed, aren't they right now? I think I think seventh. I think seventh. I think they're still in the. So then they. So for me, if they're seventh, like in the play, and they get through, they're the second seed, and that's the Bulls, correct? Yep. Yep, they'll beat the Bulls. <laughs> they're better than the Bulls. I know, you, I know you hate the Bulls, but I don't, uh, I, I don't. I don't. No, no, no. I do not hate the Bulls. I just hate how hot they are. They're gonna win the chip, blah blah blah. Mate, you don't even have a top ten player in your team. You don't think you have to have a, playing You have to have one player? of the best players. DeRozan, we've seen this before. We've seen players that make that big jump to the top 10 yep. fail at the end. Fail at the end. Yeah. I'm, look at Giannis. Giannis had to go through the heartbreak before he eventually climbed the top of the mountain. Yep. I don't really want to talk about LeBron, but LeBron had to. Jimmy Butler's resurgence when he went to Miami failed at the end. Like, he yep. made it there, but failed still. Yep. Um, you still got to have a top 10 player at the time to win the chip. And you can go back and look at the histories and every single championship team had a top five player. Not a 10, five. Because yep. I can even go back to Dirk Nowinski. You could argue that when he won with the Mavs, he was the best player in the league if you watch those highlights. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, a freak. But I, I agree with I agree with uh, Hornets could be a sneaky... Um, upset first bracket buster. I don't think I don't think they they can win the championship. I just think they're a genuine threat to teams coming into the playoffs, and I think they could shake things up. That that's they could my... be they could be the, the they win three games and play you on the seventh game and trouble you and yeah and really fatigue you before yeah, you get to really the give you I can see up. them. I can see yeah. I can see that and the Cavs being that, and I can see. The Jazz being that sort of team and the Mavs and and the 76ers. I can honestly see the 76ers doing Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, but, but those, te- see, 76ers, yes. But I think oh, I think you're wrong with the Cavs and stuff. I think they're genuine genuine contenders. Where I'm... I'm going the other way with Miami where they're the top seed right now and I know they haven't had their players play together but and they're they're still playing really well they're still getting wins and that but are they are they actually the real deal like yes are they yes yeah you're telling me they're not I see I don't know I don't know if they are like I don't know if they have all the pieces is the same as when they made it in the bubble against the Lakers. They played really well. They beat all the other teams, but then they got lucky with some their pl- they, team. They did. The they did. They but, but that's what I'm saying. When when it all comes down to it, are they better than? Are they gonna? Are they actually better than Milwaukee? Are they actually better than? Um, are they actually better than? I mean, Cleveland. Are they actually better than Golden State? Are they better than Phoenix? It just again, it's just the way you who you verse and the how the brackets line up. I would say they're better than Cleveland. I would say that they're better than um, Phoenix. I actually do believe that. I, I'll go on record and say, look, all right, because Jimmy Butler. I believe in Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a grinder. He's a bore. He's a fighter. He's a winner. And that's same. Kyle Lowry's bringing that champ, that bench as well. Is deep. And then I look at if they verse the Bucks. Honestly, they're building up a nice little rivalry. Both teams sweat, um, have played each other in the last two years, and they play similar, sim- playing pretty similar in terms of their defense is very rock solid. Like they both teams go at it. They're a bit chirpiness in that one, but um, I can that see. In the background? <laughs> uh, <laughs> clicking and clacking. <laughs> it's bloody Jackson. He's <laughs> playing kids. with his Lego. Yeah, yeah, classic kids. Kids who should shut the door. But, um, no, I, I honestly think the Heat, for me, is a genuine chance. But the, I, I'm still riding the Bucks. The Bucks are my yeah. team. Yeah. Um, I think Cleveland, I hope Cleveland do, because you know my, how I love Evan Mobley. Like, yeah. I honestly love him. But, um, yes, no, uh, I think they're a year away. And Jared Allen it, will have to learn to take the... Give Evan Mobley the keys to the to the big man league. I reckon not Jarrett Allen. I think you could go Garland and Mobley in three or four years, and they'll be the one-two punch that the league wants. Yep. Um, and then last thing for me as well, um, I think Luke is back. I think Luke is back, and and it gives Mavs a bit of a chance. And you can see the last uh, ten games or so for them, they're they're on a bit of a tear. They're they're playing actually a lot. So better what you're defense. saying is he's actually fit. And he's yeah, I think in he's shape. Got, I is think that he's what finally got himself right. I think he's, <laughs> uh, but he's he's got his rhythm for his shooting and stuff back as well. I think at the start of the season he was he was trying to do things that 
he was used to being able to do and uh, it just wasn't coming off at all and um, whether it was fatigue, whether it was just throwing stuff up because he didn't want to move any further because he was out of shape and stuff. But but right now, I think Mavs are... I, I still don't think they're, they're genuine contenders or anything like that. But, I mean, they've, they've, they seem to just always somehow beat Memphis. But, um, yeah, they... I don't know. They're just they they're finally looking like they're a better team, and maybe 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 they're starting to click a bit. Obviously, the new coach and everything like that. So maybe it's all starting to click a little bit more. Um, yeah, I I don't actually disagree with any of that. I think you're right. I think you're on the money, and I I have nothing to add to that. You pretty much <laughs> take the words out of my mouth on that one. So, but we'll, we'll have a quick break, and um, we'll get back into. Some AFLW. Sounds good. All right, so let's just get straight into AFLW, Ash, and finish off the podcast on it. I think we're starting to see um, the true contenders, and we're starting to see the teams that are competing and trying to sneak into that top six spot, but um, we're definitely seeing the flag fancies, especially in Melbourne, with their big win over St Kilda, Fremantle's um, demolishing of Richmond, and I know you watched that game and you, you liked what you saw from both sides. Um, yeah, well, and we also saw, I, I think uh, Brisbane's with, um, return. Yeah, yeah. So um, with with the Richmond Frio game, um, we'll start off there. I know it's in the in the middle of all the games, but um, Frio just really put them to the sword. I think the score the score looked a little bit better for Richmond by the end of the game, uh, where it wasn't it wasn't that close. I mean it was for the first three quarters, but that last quarter where Frio just once again grinded them down and just destroyed them in the first ten minutes of that last quarter. And I think Richmond got two late goals to sort of bring the score back a little bit. But um, Frio, man they were good. Man, they are they they're, are they, they are the, they are the real deal, and I can I can genuinely see them knocking over Adelaide or Melbourne or Brisbane, and and that's yeah no I I'm hundred percent with you on that one. I did pick them at the start of the year, Fremantle for the win. Yeah, I just didn't think it'll be. I didn't think be they'd be. Good, yeah, like. I, th- I thought they'd be battling for the fifth and sixth spot, but now I'm thinking they're battling for top two. And, and they're oh. yeah I think they're I, they must have, they've taken the next jump. I think. Haley Miller, Haley Miller is Haley Miller has taken the next year. I think she she, she definitely has. I think she's just coming off the game from tonight against Collingwood, uh, which we'll get into that in a second. But um, she she's just come off. Uh, she just had a twenty touch game and two goal game. I think she's probably got the best on ground over Kiara Bowers today against Collingwood. I think Ooh, I don't okay uh, Kiara, no, it'll, it'll be yep. it could go either way it could go either way but yep. but kicking yep. two goals in in a low scoring affair in the first three quarters once again um, she kicked two out of the three goals in the first three quarters yep she's also had 20 touches I know Kiara Bowers was very good that's what I'm saying it could go either way but I think she gets I think she gets the votes this time over Kiara Bowers purely on kicking two goals um, yep then also, um, they have just one. They've put Richmond to the sword in the last quarter. Two, they've put Collingwood to the sword in the last <laughs> just quarter. Just did it. Yep. You know, 
they are proving that they are a running tackling machine. And their spread, I told you, their spread off that contest is phenomenal. They yeah. they run run. Oh, oh yeah, they and just, they they, they, keep they keep they keep running. They look fresh. They never look tired. Like I looked at the. I'll go. Sorry to cut you off, but I look at the half time, right? Um, of tonight's game, and they're running around in the club in the in the change rooms doing um warm ups to get ready for the second quarter. And Collingwood team is stuffed. They're just sitting down, going, yeah, <gasps> sucking the big ones in. Yep. And, yeah, and Freo look like they could go and. Yeah, and and they've just come off now against Collingwood. They've just pretty much got like this is how good of a tackling team they are. That they've pretty much probably just got the record for the most holding the balls. Because just Collingwood couldn't yep. get away from them. Every time they looked like getting away from them, Freo just pulled them back in. Uh, but yeah, so well, I think well, let's wait, wait on that game because I've got a few points on that yeah, game. Yeah, but yeah, that's all right. I'll, well, I'll I agree with you, Fremantle. Yeah. yeah, I'll go back to last week. And but. then the other great, the other game that I loved was Melbourne and St Kilda. Like Melbourne got challenged and Melbourne answered. Like that's what you want to see from your 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 good teams, like the ones that are fancy themselves yep. when they get challenged they make the answer and uh tyler hanks and tyler and taylor harris i thought yeah, were so we, great we, we obviously Karen spoke Paxton. about this game um we spoke about this game a little bit this during morning. the week um but taylor harris i think is she is she's um she's really buying into melbourne i think i think she yep. clearly needed the move away from carlton um Yep. She is. She is one. She's. She's again one of the most dominant forwards, and she jumps even if she doesn't get it. Uh, take mark the ball. She brings it to ground, or she makes a massive pack mark, and she makes the defenders scared to stand under the ball, because she just runs yep. and hammers into the pack, and just takes people out. Doesn't care, and, and that's what you want from you from your key forward, because it it creates it creates doubt in the defender's mind. It brings the ball to ground for for her smalls and everything, um, and then on the other player you just said in Tyler Hanks, she I think she's actually the most important player for that Melbourne team. She roams that centre perfectly and plays pretty much that centre role. She she links up the whole play for Melbourne. She probably averages fifteen to twenty touches a game, and her skills are impeccable and her decision making is very very good. She she knows when to when to take the game on. She knows when to slow it up when they need when they need to if they need a breather. She knows when to. She when, reads the game yeah, perfectly. I mean, yeah. She she just roams that centre perfectly and and just is the link up for everything Melbourne does. And if she, I think if she plays a bad game, Melbourne lose. Oh, I don't doubt that for <clears throat> again. I, I you caught me off guard with how correct you are. What I think you're being correct i think you're right on the money um the other great game was the north melbourne versus giants and I, when i mean by great game you saw north melbourne put a team to the sword they actually finished them off and not like what they did to geelong where they just took geelong's best punches they did their knockout blow early i thought yep. and um ashley riddell is just running a mark at the moment she'll be close to um having another best on ground performance i think yeah, no, she's uh she's really leading from the front for the for the North team, um, and then, but I disagree with you a little bit with the North Geelong. Geelong are clearly proving that they are they are real up and comers. Obviously, they haven't got that win on the board that they they probably have deserved, um, but they are they are 
give it, putting it to teams. They they just they just run out of legs or they just lack that composure throughout the game um, where they needed to slow it up or or just keep the ball off the other team and make them work on defense. But they just go on a hundred miles an hour the whole game and then they run out of legs a little bit in in the last part of the third quarter the last quarter just every time it happens it's happened every game well that for round four they get probably get um run ragged as well because they put versus brisbane up in brisbane so that they'll teach them how to run even more like now once once again brisbane and three are the two running teams yeah i think i think this is going to be this is going to be the game that we might find out if Geelong is the genuine up and comer, like they've they haven't played all too many great teams just yet. They have played they've played well and they've played some decent teams, but Collingwood hasn't really been up to scratch. Um, you've got uh, Carlton North that was... aren't really up to scratch. I don't think they're any good. Um, and then you've got uh, who they play North. who they play around one. They play North, North who who North. were lacking Emma Kearney as well. So. It's a bit hard with Geelong, but but they're putting it to teams. They've got a really good up and coming. Whereas Presparkus is is a gun. Um, I think. Yep. Uh, it's really proving to me that these young, the young and up, young up and comers now are just starting to become better and better. Like Robottom and Presparkus, I know they're two two top picks, but but not always. You see it in the men's. Not always are you two top picks gun players but they're but that's what you want to see in a draft you do yeah. want to see your first and second picks being game changers in your clubhouse oh like, yeah you do and, like, and I, they're turning the, both yeah, their you teams want to around see they're, they're turning the exactly both no around. i agree so it, it's awesome to see um adelaide just obviously they're just too they were just way too good for west coast uh west coast i don't even think west coast scored in the first half or something like that so they just it couldn't even couldn't even get on the board. Couldn't. I get think West Coast hit the first goal, didn't they? No, no, they were about zero for at least the first quarter and a half. I, swear, I thought they kicked the first goal of the game. Sorry, yeah, but probably, um, probably no, I. They. Yeah, they did. <laughs> did they? Yeah. Maybe I read it wrong. I thought that was zero. No, they kicked the first. Or maybe they first they goal of the game after that for ages. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but no, I've, 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 I. I um, uh, don't stress. We all get wrong sometimes, but no, um, I, I Brisbane and for me Brisbane and Fremantle are the two hardest running teams, but I think uh, across the board I think Melbourne and Adelaide are the most sound. Agree or disagree? Oh, I think I disagree. I think with how Mel- with how Freo is playing, they've got players all over the ground. They're and they've just found as we just seen um, today against Collingwood, which uh, I'll get onto this soon, but. I don't think Fredericks is any good, and I've got something to say about yep, that as well. Yeah, oh, but, um, but Frio Frio found a found a centre half back when they needed one. Um, we, they need another tall in the in the Irish girl, and um, yeah, she. Yep. I, I think Ty, I think that. Ty, Ty. Yeah, Tig. Yep. Um, but she. Yep. Um, I think it's Amy, Amy Tig or something like that. Um, but yep. they they've got they've got a very good forward line who's all working very well together um then they've got because then they've got their midfielders that go rest up there as well and Haley miller's proven that she can kick goals up there um and then which which is massive for for your team if your midfielders can kick goals they've got a yep. very good midfield 
and and they're they showing that they, forward, they've got man. a very good defense as well, and that they've got yep. a very good team defense, and they all yep. like. And when they're putting that much pressure on, when you're tackling pressure, it makes your defense even better because the the kicks are scrambling in rather than yep. lace out kicks. And yeah, I think they're I think they're going to go a very long way now, Frio. I, they've they've changed my mind from the start of the season already. And well, this is their third or fourth year where they've started the season four and zero. They should have won in twenty twenty, but the league cancelled because of COVID. Yep. And then they had the then they fell away at the end of last season and lost to um, Melbourne in the first final. So that to be fair, they should have won a flag in the last three years. I thought. But I thought with the injuries that they've had in the preseason, I didn't think they had the players to um, cover early in the season. But boy, was I wrong there. They're they're in some phenomenal fitness at the moment. Like they're, they're next level. I honestly reckon they're they're the cream of the crop. They're the best team. And uh, with my um, week three player ranking, uh, yeah, player player power rankings, I've got a few Dockers players in there just to give the listeners a heads up. But yep. Um, and the last game with um, Brizzy versus Carlton, um, oh. obviously Brizzy Brizzy come out and showed showed that they're what they're about again, uh, which was good. But I still am not in full belief of them, just purely on the opposition. Brizzy, yeah, I'm just I, I still oh with who they're first. Yeah. yeah, they haven't really well. Obviously, they didn't really beat anyone in Carlton, and. Um, yeah, but, but you got to give respect to the former premiers, though. Oh, yeah, like, no, you no. have to respect. Yeah, I'm not and give them props for. Not it. saying they're not a chance or anything like that. Still, but they obviously got flogged by Adelaide. It, it might be a hangover as yep. well. You never know. But they got flogged yep. by Adelaide, and then the, what? They've just come out and beat Carlton, who's yep clearly not playing very well, and I don't think they're a very good team. And and now even worse for Carlton, uh, Vessio is playing like. Crap, she hasn't even kicked a goal this season. Um, who's been... She's a real... She's, this is usually what happens to Vessio. Starts off really slow, finishes yeah. the season pretty fast. She, yeah. But, I mean... you yeah. got to look... I look in the two like, positive points. She doesn't even points. look a chance, to be honest, at the moment. Yeah, um, but it, I think that's their ball movement and what happened in the game. I think the, you, instead of looking at, oh, he didn't, this person didn't do this and this and this... Yeah. Why didn't you got to ask? Yeah, question I've, why. I've, I've watched the games as well, and she hasn't even looked like helping the team. Yeah, uh, I think she seems too deep in my eyes. She's plugged too deep in the fall. I was reckoning you should be running her through the midfield. Yeah, help Maddie, help Bree Moody. Uh, like Maddie yep. Presparkis was a lonely midfielder on that night, and the Brisbane team doesn't have any stars except for I think Bates is a gun. Yeah, um, but yeah. they have. They, they've got some live wires like Hotter and um, the young girl, um, her first game, she looked really lively. Um, Jade Allinger on th- off the wing. They've got a lot of gut runners. So I'm actually want, I really want to see a Brisbane Freo game just to see where they're at. And you yep. can see and that pressure that they bring. But um, oh, I'm, yeah. Uh, I disagree with you with Brisbane. I, I'm still sold on them. I think they're a genuine chance. Yeah. Oh, they could definitely I, I come agree back. with you I'm with just, Carlton. I'm just not too though. sure about Brisbane right now. But yeah, Carlton, Carlton I'm fully Carlton written around. off. Yeah. Um, Maddie Prespar- poor Maddie Presparkers, because she, she had a game and a half and in a losing game. It's very hard to um, get votes in a losing game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. Um, moving on, obviously, to this week, we've got, we've got some big games. We've got, um, obviously, the games on Tuesday as well. Uh, but 
just going, oh, we'll start, we'll kick it off obviously first with Collingwood versus Frio. I reckon, um, I reckon we'll have a little look at the games this week um, and have, have a speak about it and see how we think we're go- they're going to go. And um, obviously we'll talk about some things um, throughout as well. Yep. But I think as we go through, maybe we'll, uh, we'll say our tips on, on our way through and when we, when we have a go. Or do you want to do them near the end? No, no, we'll just do that. Yeah, so I will yep. start. We both picked Frio yeah, we did um, pick tonight. Frio. Yeah, I honestly thought it would be a bit... I thought the game was get a blowout a bit earlier than what it did. And kudos to um, Collingwood's back line for holding up for so long, but the damn wall was eventually going to break. And you've already touched on it, Fredericks. Like, she's not that fast. She's that pretty slow. And she's playing against an athletic um, uh, Sanath back. And you've kept Chloe Malloy at full forward. Yes, she can get your goals and that, but she can't kick goals if the ball's not going down there. So my whole thing with Steve Simons right now is I've got a bit of a beef because I really thought he would have made the change, but he didn't. Put Fredericks in the goal. Athletic defenders need space to... And you've done this, and you're going to say that you're a different specimen and you can play on bigs and smalls or whatever. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but... If you put Fredericks in a square, yeah, you need a marking presence. I get that. But no one was marking anything. Like they, um, Frio were dropping marks. Collingwood were dropping marks. So put some smalls around there. Make them a bit more creative. Also, my other thing with that is you're, bringing Chloe, you're wasting Chloe Malloy in the, in, the mid, in the goal square for four quarters. Put yeah. her in the, in the guts just for one. We're getting absolutely demolished by the bigger bodies. Just put that in there. Thirdly, Eliza James... She is so fast, and yet she has no no clue on, all right, just toe poke the ball forward a bit, get some space off your defender, put the pressure on the defender to make a mistake. Yep. So get the ball moving forward. See, I, like, where, I where was that coaching? I, yeah, you are right. I, I think the coach didn't make any changes to try and change anything, and at least at least in the, at three-quarter time, the game was out. It was looking like it was already out of their hands because Frio were dominating. And they didn't. Yep. He didn't even look to make a change. Like put Chloe Malloy in the midfield, throw yep. Fredericks in the ruck. That, see, this is why I disagree. She she should have been thrown in the ruck. At least get some oh. body on on Frio's ruckman, and at least try and win some taps so your midfield actually has some sort of a look. Oh, Downey. I thought Downey and Fowler were actually pretty dominant. I'm not, in I'm the not ruck. saying. I'm not saying they weren't, but they might have. Been, they might have been. They might have been that target down the line that you might have been able to get out of him at centre half forward that Fredericks just wasn't providing. So if you can if you can put Fredericks in the ruck, change still still have the same sort of impact in the ruck as what the other girls were doing, where and then and then the other girls might have been able to take marks and, and go up against um uh oh, what was her name? The centre half back for Teague. Yeah Tyke. Sorry, yep Tyke. Um if you if you go up against her, they might have impacted her. Like she ha- she ended up having nearly fifteen touches across the halfback because Fredericks just couldn't even she didn't even look like she was trying. Well, she couldn't get there to the contest, so I don't know why you would put her in the ruck because yeah. she couldn't even get to a contest. Well, so either, either get put her off put the ground, forward. either get off the ground because she she wasn't doing anything, and yep. give her a rest, and then put her in the ruck and make her work. Make her work or tell her you, you're not playing next week. Because but the game was, I saw, saw it as this. You're, you're losing your battle in the ruck. Like, they're running ragged. Why would you put um, a, an unfit player in the midfield and you're already at a disadvantage because, on that? So yeah, but their, their, ruckman, their ruckman wasn't beating, him, beating us, beating Collingwood, sorry, around the ground. 
they were beating, they were, it was just sort of even in the ruck. So you could get away with putting Frederick in the ruck. All she has to do is make the contest and make some sort of a, make the ruck some we sort of We saw that contest. in the forward line. She wasn't winning the, but we saw that in the forward line. So I don't think she was winning. She wasn't really winning in the forward line. Yeah, what I'm, My saying, other is, thing is, what I'm saying is it wasn't well, going to change me- anything in the ruck because it was pretty even anyway. And I think Frederick could have made it still fairly even in the ruck. But the other girls might have changed something up forward. It might have changed changed or, the look going forward. It might have it might have cancelled out Ty getting getting all these defensive rebound fifties or anything like that. Well, because there was no pre- I see it as T uh, Ty wasn't getting pressure on her enough. So if you had if you went a bit smaller, maybe even go Sophie Alexander as the key um, scenario forward, and then you have um, Eliza James, you have Ash Sheridan, and you even if you didn't want to put Chloe Malloy, have Chloe Malloy up and then have a bit more open 50. If they drop someone back, then put someone back. But have the pressure around the ball because when Collingwood did break Fremantle's um, pressure in the yeah. forward half, yeah, they, they got to the wing and they went to kick it over the line and Fredericks wasn't there. So I look at it as saying, well, if she's not there, put it deeper because there's only one way you can run is that, and that's in the forward line, and the ball's only going in the forward line. Or have her off, don't put her on because she's wasting the against that game. Or you put it, you put the the pressure on the defense. You put the pressure on the onus. Like Tig was running rampant because she knew Frederick couldn't catch her. She knew she could get away with anything she wants because Frederick wasn't in the right position. Yeah, you yeah. can you can so you you can't go any wrong. If she's not in a position at full forward, then she's not good enough to play AFLW. My other thing is, how the hell does Kiara Bowers get left open in a mid in in a stoppage when it's game on the line? Like, how isn't someone not lining up on that? Like, she is dominating the game. I thought she was the the reason why they won. Her tackles hurt Collingwood, and it was actually good to see that Sophie Giacchi actually tackled her and she put the pressure on Kiara Bowles for once because no one else could. And her running ability is extremely impressive, Kiara Bowles. But how don't you have anyone line up? Like, if you're that top... Someone's just got to go, oh, like, at Jamie Lambert, go, I need to stop her. She, I know we're running an offense against, against them and I need to get the ball, but she's wide open. I need to stop that. Like, it, too many coaches get stuck in their schemes and not just adapting to what's playing out in the game. Do you agree with that? I do, but Kiara Bowles also ran her tag is into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> so, I... so they couldn't. I, I think they and by that time the ball was just constantly in Collingwood's back line. It, it was just yeah, it was just, they were they was just getting more and more drained. And I mean, Frio didn't really have to defend too much. Like they no like so because because it was in their forward half pretty much probably seventy five percent of the game at least. So Steve Simons, to actually, this is a great loss to have because you can learn from it. But just adapt to the game. Uh, that's to all coaches when you're coaching. Adapt to the game that's being played. Unless you don't want to show your hand, I can understand that. But you need to get the faith back in the club because that loss can be really, really detrimental to this Collingwood team. But yep. this Frio win was more impressive than the Collingwood loss, I think. Yeah, it definitely was. Um so GWS versus Dogs. I've got GWS to beat the uh, Dogs, actually. Yeah, I picked um, GWS as well. I think 
Uh, Ali Blackburn is just a lone survivor. I think we're going to talk about like uh, what Carlton have with Matty Presparkas. I don't think there's anything else. I think Ali Blackburn's going to struggle by herself. Yep. And um, I, I, lo- I secretly like the Giants. I think they could pit six if one of these top six teams just fall away and lose the wrong game when they're meant to win. Yep. Yeah, no, I do agree. I think GWS, so thereabouts, they're putting up good, good, um, good efforts. Um, for yeah, yeah, but and I think North North sort of just come over the top of them late in the game, as well last week. And I, I do I do like their midfield combination. There you you With, were right last week. They're they're Reece really um, yeah they're really working well together, and they they both put they both get up and down the ground as well, which I really like in a in a midfield. So to have two of them playing some good footy and and getting up and down the ground. I think it's going to help them get going. And, yeah, maybe if they get a little bit more help, who knows what, what can happen yep. for them. I, I agree. Yep. Um, so Adelaide versus Melbourne, the, the other big one. This is probably yes. the other big one for the game and uh, – for the week, sorry. And, I mean, it's it's a bloody exciting exciting game. we obviously already seen one of the top four – the one of the top four battles in Collingwood versus Frio. They're both undefeated and Frio's come out big time on top. And yep. now we got Adelaide versus Melbourne, the other two top ten, top four teams that are both undefeated. So, um, so I broke this game down into three components: who's got the better forward line, who's got the better midfield, and who's got the better back line. And I went with the team that had the most, and I think Adelaide have the better midfield and the better um, back line. But I think Melbourne have the better forward line, so I went with Adelaide. Yep. I, I don't know how much. I think it'll be a close game. And I, I kind of hope that Melbourne proved me wrong because uh, it's just good to see something different. Yep, <laughs> I'm so not saying that Adelaide doesn't deserve to be good or anything like that. That What they've done is great, but yeah, I yep. just want to see call, something different. I'm going to call this an upset, but I'm, all, I'm going with Melbourne. And, yep. and it's purely based on... Um, but I'm a bit... I am cautious of it because I do think Adelaide are going to shut down Tyler Hanks and I do think she's... She is the most influential player on the Melbourne team, but yep. but if Melbourne can get enough uh, looks up forward, I think I think Sarah Allen is going to roam around uh, and play on Taylor Harris. But I think one kick early on is going to go in the air on their heads. Taylor Harris is is a much bigger bigger girl than um, than Sarah Allen, and I think yep. she's going to hurt her early, and Sarah Allen's going to be worried. Um, yep. And I think that's going to put a bit of doubt in the mind for the Melbourne defenders and uh, sorry the Adelaide defenders, and give Melbourne some really really good looks up forward, which is going to keep them in the game. And then, like I said, it's, if they get enough looks up forward, I think they're gonna. I think they're just gonna pip Adelaide just for some reason. That's what I think. I think that I think the midfield are going to be semi on par. I think Melbourne's ruck beats Adelaide's ruck. And I think mm-hmm. Paxman, Tyler Hanks, um, and um, I forget the other midfielder's name, um, versing Marinoff, Hatchard, uh, and Phillips when she goes in there, and Martin the Martin twins. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be a bit more even than you think. I think Paxman's a real, a real she's she's good. She's a real. She's hunter. very good. She she's was she hunter. was in my. Um, Pre-season rankings, so I had a number four. Yep. Um, and she's slowly coming she's, back yeah. to the form that I remember her being from last season. 
But no, um, Brisbane versus... Um, uh, but, sorry, Brisbane? just quickly uh, on Melbourne's defence. Yep. They need to stop Woodwinds. <laughs> they have to stop her. <laughs> Because well, I mean, if she, I, if it's she not so much her, just her. her the, two, the other smalls. Her, yeah, but if she gets her two, I, I, I know that. But if she, the, the way she's playing and the positions that she's getting in, if she kicks two to three goals, it makes the Melbourne defense worry about her way too much and opens up the forward line for everyone else. So if they can stop yep. her early and not let her get it, get her goals early, it, it's going to go a long way for Melbourne winning. Yep. No, Brisbane versus Geelong. So I've actually gone with Brizzy on this one. I think I, I know you're not set on Brisbane, but I yep. know what Brisbane are. I like what they are. Um, so I've gone with Brisbane, and I think it will be a bit of a, a dubbing, to be honest. I yeah. don't think Geelong could run with them. Yeah. See, I'm going for an upset. I'm you're going, going for Geelong. an upset. I'm going for Geelong, and I'll, I'll I've actually got a couple of upsets I think this week, but um, Geelong. Geelong, I, I think they're so close to a win. I, I don't. I'm, I'm still not 100% confident or anything like that with them. Um, Brisbane obviously come back um, really well last week, but they they beat they get, gave Carlton a bit of a beat down. But they don't put anywhere near as much pressure as what Geelong are going to put on them. And the way that they're playing and the pressure they're putting on teams um, is going to make Brisbane think. And and we're seeing in round one they didn't like it when the pressure was put back on them. So, uh, I, I just think I, I've got a sneaky feeling that Geelong might be their time. Just remember, it is playing in Queensland, so it's a bit different weather. Yep. It's hotter. So, I, I know, I think Brisbane more adapt to their weather, obviously, being up there. But I, I, I disagree with you. I think Brisbane's um, pressure is, if not the best, or second best. Yep. But Carlton versus North Melbourne, who you got? Uh, I'm going north, definitely. Uh, like I've said from the start of the season, I've written Carlton off. I don't think they're. I don't think they're a chance of even making finals. I don't even think they're a chance of getting out of the bottom four, to be honest. Yep. No, I've gone with North as well, and I think Carlton. Carlton will get their wins. Carlton will get their opportunities. Um, I think they're still better than uh, West Coast and Gold Coast. Um, so I, I know that you pick your upsets and stuff like that, but. I think this will be a bit more tighter than what people realise as yeah. well. All right. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think North will get a, a, at least a 20-point 20, 20 win. Um, yep. And then Gold Coast versus Richmond. Um, See, I, I nearly went with the upset, but I'm going with Tigers for that bounce back after yep. um, that game. I, I do like how Gold Coast are playing. Yep. I, was I, very, that... I was very iffy for this game, um, but I, I've... On on how on how Gold Coast played played their game when they won against West Coast, I know it was only West Coast, but how they played and how they played in that last quarter is what I'm looking at. With yep. with their key backs standing up like they did, I think that's going to go a long way to, to kicking them on forward. Um, I don't think Richmond have the backs to go with those two two bigs. Not with their injuries. No, and and um, I think I think Gold Coast are going to get the midfield battle win with with Robottom. I, I think she can. I think she can handle Conti. I, I really. Oh, I think I think Robottom will have a bit of a tough time with the Hoskin twins banging and crashing into her. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Monique Conti. Robottom, it's enticing matchup. I, 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 you have to give the chocolates to Conti at the start, just before the game yeah. happens. But I would not. I agree with you. I would not be surprised if Robottom just goes. I'm having a 28 
and ten game or something like that. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I um, Gold Coast and Geelong. I'm really liking how they're playing, and I really like how they're coming along. And Gold Coast are probably maybe like, as much as Geelong's playing really really well. I know Gold Coast have got the win over West Coast and um, everything like that. But I think they're about on par. They're they're probably on par from where I from where I'm sitting. And uh, but Gold Coast, I just think, I just think coming off that win, I know they had the week off, but with how they finish off that game, I, I was very I was very happy with them. Yep. No, I got no. I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Um, but uh, Into the Tuesday it, it, it's good. It's good to see that we've got different. Um, uh, Different teams different. coming up. There's a lot of yeah. It's a lot more competition as well. I think with obviously there's a couple of teams dropping back, but they're still like even like say like I'm saying Carlton is dropping back and stuff. There's still there's still a chance to beat teams. It's not like they're yeah. that bottom team that just you know you see you later. You're not even you're not even a chance or you're not even yep. going to do anything. Um, there's still a chance to beat teams. Dogs are still a chance to beat teams. Saints the way they've played are still chance are still a chance to beat teams. And on that note, Saints and Eagles, our game has been postponed. Yep. Yep. And so now it's on Tuesday, it's Collingwood versus Eagles versus uh, and Dogs versus Frio, those two games? Uh, I think that's round five to kick round five off. Is that actually... Oh, okay. I, th- I thought they were, they were kind of catch-up games. Pretty no. Sure they were kind of catch-up games. Uh, they're, they're listed in the just, round four fixture. Yeah, I'm looking at round four now, and... Yeah, there's two. There's two on round four, so they've got the main ones, and then they've got those two on round four as well. Because yeah, so they've they actually have a Tuesday game now. Yep. But oh, their fixture is always changing. Yeah. It is. Um. Do you have any more points or um, uh, anything else apart from the um, uh, the Eagles Saint Kilda or no? Uh, no, I think I covered. I think I covered a lot of it, but obviously after today's game, um, unless Collingwood could get some cavalry back and and get themselves up and running, um, I just think one Frio are definitely the real deal, yep. and and Frio Frio Melbourne and Adelaide, I think now are some real forces to be reckoned with. Uh, Brisbane, as much as they're coming off the grand final win, I think they've got a bit to prove after that yep. round one round one thrashing by Adelaide. I think yep. they've got to come out and and beat one of these one of these top top teams and maybe maybe even like the this Geelong game coming up. I think they've got to put them to the sword. Yep, because agreed. because Geelong have been coming at some of the other teams. They've they've played well. They've they've made teams really struggle. And um, if if Brisbane can maybe put them to the sword, I think they can sort of prove themselves again and and go. Nah, no, we're still here. We're still here. We're 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 back. Um, the Adelaide game was just a one-off, so it could well have been. So hopefully it is. But yep. yeah, I just think right now, Frio, Melbourne, and Adelaide are just the definitely the ones to beat. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think there's three top top tier teams in those three that you said. Then there's three good teams in um, Kangaroos, Collingwood, Brisbane, and then I think around abouts in um, Giants, uh, Geelong. I think I'll still put Dogs in there in Richmond. But um, I've got my round three player rankings, which is actually getting a few likes on Instagram, so it's pretty cool seeing that. Um, and I have you know Ash 
Kiara Bowers is back at number one. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope the uh, hope the power rankings. Uh, there's been a fair few changes each week, so let's hope that we start seeing a bit more consistency with some players sticking sticking up there and and staying staying in there in the top ten for you. Yep. So at number ten, I've got you've touched on um, how good she's been for the for this club, and it's my, my second Melbourne player to make the power rankings, and I've got Tyler Hanks. I think I agree with you. Every time she touches the ball, it turns to gold. She controls everything, and you can't buy that from you can't just find that you either have it or you don't and it's got the basketball background she actually reminds me of scott pendigree a bit with how much time she has with the ball as well as the right decision making um at number nine i've got my first Fremantle player in ebony antonio i have argued with putting her in or not in and after um the richmond game you, you can't argue it her ability to make space as a forward and then push hard down defensively. And you talked about the team defense aspect of what Freya has. I just really love how Ebony Antonio goes about her footy. And she is a game changer. So I got her at nine. At eight, I actually um, should have had her in the preseason rankings. But she's a bit unheard of. Um, they don't really have many heroes over there. They don't have a star player. But I've got Brisbane's Emily Bates. I think she is a run-and-gun player, tackles hard, kick gets the, a lot of the footy, um, and she's the number one tagger in Brisbane. So she always goes to the, they call them They call her the cooler, So she or whoever she goes to, she cools them down, but then she um, heats up herself. At seven, I've got uh, another Fremantle player, and I've got the captain, Hayley Miller, I think her game has gone to another level this year. She's hitting the scoreboard. She's making um, big plays in the midfield. She bursts out in the midfield as well. And it really, really has set up her team, I'm glad, her team I'm glad you had this her. year, I think. I'm glad you had her in. Yep. At six, I think she was six last week as well. I've actually got Bree Moody from Carlton. She is the best Ruckman in the game. There is no one better than her. She gets in the right positions. She's damaging with her ball use. She's damaging with her tap work. And the best thing about her last week against Brisbane was when she was dominating the ruck, it wasn't getting rovered by a Brisbane player. It was still Maddie Prosparkas or um, uh, Elisa Day. It was just Carlton's inefficient ball movement to um, to end up set up Brisbane's counter-attack. So I thought Brie to Moody... Make, to make use of the ball movement and stuff. Yeah. Ball control, Yeah, And guess. at number five... Yep, at number five, I've got Matty Prosparkas. In a losing game, and you still get 27-odd touches and um, being uh, being the main focal point and trying to wheel your team across, it really shows some character and really shows how, how much belief you have in yourself to do that and go, I am the one of the best players on this field. I can do that. That that shows... It reeks confidence, and I love that. I love that sort of thing, um, sort of player like that. At four, I've got uh, Mon Conti. I think Monique Conti's playing um, some great footy. She got a bit showed up with a bit of class from Fremantle's midfield, but she'll learn. She'll bounce back from it. She'll be good from it for it. Um, and the best thing about her is her ability to keep growing as a player, and she's only in her second or third season. At number three, she was number one last week, but because she got tagged, she felt, and the two, the two players in front of her um, had impressive games this weekend and Hatchet I still reckon she's one of the best players in the league and she I reckon she's favorite for the um Aaron Phillips medal but with 
how the uh, two players that played um, this week in number two and number one, uh, she had to fall down. At number two, Ash Riddell. She just keeps improving and improving and improving each week. She's getting a lot of the ball. I think she's leading the, the league in the most disposals. She's efficient. She wills her team in that midfield. She really, really, really um, runs hard. Like Not as hard as number one, but she's not far off it. Um, and at number one, I've got Turbo and Ki- Kiara Bowers. She is... She's she's legit. She she could be doubling up, but maybe Hayley Miller is taking some votes. But she could win another Erin Phillips medal. But oh, mate, she's legit. She's the best player in the comp, I reckon, right now. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how I feel about Ebony Marinoff not being in the top ten. Uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm a bit, it's I'm, gonna come. I'm a bit, I'm a bit shaken up about that, and yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it one bit. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she, she had to. The be ten, the, the top ten, 10. The, the top ten, the top five has settled. So their movements in the bottom five of the ten. Yeah, and, and I, I did speak to you will, about this, and mid, that will settle over well. time. I, I did speak to you about this midweek as well, and I really, yep. I really can't believe. I mean, she was she hasn't been in there for two weeks either. I think she was in there. She might not have even been in there for three weeks now, and she's been she's been Anne Hatchard's. I mean, they've been dominant Adelaide, and Anne Hatchard yep. and Marinoff have been a one-two punch for them, um, and yep. I uh, just yeah I, th- I thought she was probably Adelaide's best player on the ground in in their win against yep. West Coast as well and um, yeah I think I, I still yeah I just think she should have been in somewhere but she um, she could take number ten <laughs> no no <laughs> she she honestly she she's not far off she's always in the contention but because the top five I don't know, I'll put Press Parkers in it. Is having they're having such a consistent season. It's hard to drop anyone else that are slowly building as well. So um, Haley Miller, who jumped up, and I thought Ebony Antonio has played very consistent for, for four games, and she's dominating um, her position and her opponent. And we can't always give it to the midfielders, Ash. We know this. Yeah, as you, as us being as defenders, we've got to try and find some sort of love for other players. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually am loving. Um, uh, how Adelaide's midfield is going because they do share the load. I have to yeah. admit, they do share the love over there. Um, but no, I'm excited for this coming week of all sport. The AFL men's competition is heating up with the preseason training. There's a lot of um, ebbs and flows going through there at the moment, and a lot of talks about what the season holds, especially with this COVID in Victoria happening. So I'm happy. I can't wait for that to kick yeah, off because. Actually, thinking about having like some um, basically top up players as well, like a, a pool of top up players for the AFL to to get teams through. So you can pick you can pick out of the players and and you can get them you can get them in to, to just top up your side if you're missing some players. It makes sense though, doesn't it? <laughs> Honestly, just makes sense. But it's just gotta, to do that. There I should be it, a free agency pool. <laughs> no, nah, but it's got to be. It, it doesn't make sense to me purely on game plan and stuff. So you still got to have players that have been in in the system. I think they should just they should extend the squads. I think that's what they almost have to do. And and obviously the yeah, it, it, it's going to be hard. But I think they can. I think they can manage. But I think they need to extend the squads or 
or pick players out of their VFL side and get some of the VFL players just haven't had a go coming up. So, you know. Oh, well, maybe this can be a topic for next week because I've got a few points for you and I don't really want to get into discussion because yeah. I reckon this podcast will go for another hour <laughs> yeah, if we start going on that's, that. That's very but, true. Um, but no, I think think this week we're all, we've covered all bases and I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yep. Um, and I think that's all for me. Anything else from you? Uh, just obviously make sure everyone's getting on our social media. We'll start posting some more stuff on there as well. It's just hard with obviously having work in that as well. But um, yeah, just keep an eye on it. I'll start getting some stuff on there. And um, But yeah, obviously Facebook is the foot dot... Oh, sorry. The foot dash baller podcast. Um, and then uh, Instagram is the underscore foot underscore baller underscore podcast. Uh, obviously, you know where we are on Spotify. Uh, and then make sure everyone's um, sending in those sending in those messages, questions, um, anything about the AFL, AFLW, NBL, NBA. Um, send it, send us some messages, send us some questions, send us some topics um, that you just want to discuss, um, and and we'll we'll get it on the podcast and. Um, yeah, if, if you want to email it through, you can send it to the foot.ballerpodcast at gmail.com and, and we'll, get to, we'll get to some questions and um, make it a bit of a segment. Yep, sounds good. Great job today, mate. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I like this podcast, actually. It's probably one of my favourite ones. <laughs> I, I thought it was a, Yeah, exceptional. Listen to fun. Yeah, no, it's good. It's been good. I like hearing my own voice. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> All right. Until next time. <laughs> See you, mate. See ya. <laughs>